0: Hey, we're not really recording yet, so... No? no not yet. Well, well I'm we trying are... to get
1: Oscar to fucking talk so I can normalise the volume levels. We are recording, but we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to just naturally arrive at one of our classic little cold-open japes.
0: Oscar thinks maybe that was one then, but <laughs> it wasn't.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, there it is. Welcome once again aboard Beef Station. Join us as we rocket through the stars at the speed of sound. I'm Oscar. I'm Andrew. Welcome back for another week. Mm-hmm. How you doing, boy?
0: Yeah, alright.
1: It's been a hot all minute. Alright. Right. This is our Azmin. third or fourth annual Spooktacular. Oh, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's not.
1: <laughs> I think it's a second, right? We, no, we've definitely done two. We've definitely done two, maybe three. We haven't
0: done three. If <laughs> we're only up to like... Episode fucking ninety five. Yeah, of but it wasn't park. annual. We definitely
1: did. Uh, so we did, we did Hereditary very early maybe on. Maybe we did three. We did the thing in the fly, which I think was another spooktacular. Right. right, right. And we've done. Um, this is the third? Maybe the fourth.
0: I I don't think so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: it's I think it's mathematically possible for it to be a two year span going over three October's, but not a. Two years been going over four. No, I'm, I'm
1: saying that we've definitely done it more than once in one year. Maybe not definitely. Oh, perhaps right. there's a possibility that we I haven't think you've just just watched
0: another horror movie <laughs> at some point in time. Yeah, Spooktacular. Um, we're boo, we're back.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, here we go. I so, just said boo
0: in a Dracula <laughs> voice. Boo.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, so the first Spooktacular we did it was just spooky movies in a June. Right. And then we did the Fucking thing in the what fl- the thing in the fly for the first first Halloween. Right. We did. Uh, well, um, I'm
0: not counting that first fucking one as a spooktacular. We, it's That's, in the it's thing. It's in June. It's That's in the thing. Total bullshit. It, it, it's, it's the episode name. Absolute the shit. The third
1: one was Razorback and the Howling mm. Three, the marsupials That's with uh, the right. the werewolf vagina. Spoiler alert. And
0: if you look over there, I. Just picked up Razorback on DVD on Blu Ray, sorry, and I do own Howling Three on DVD, so we can always revisit those. <laughs> you if we own, want. Howling I do. Why? I bought, it, I bought it. I do because it was one of the most insane films I've ever seen. And I thought I need this to be within my reach at any moment in time.
1: <laughs> I need werewolf Just because, snatch at yeah. any given moment. Well,
0: imagine if you were at a dinner and you were talking oh, to someone. Hold on, and no. they said, give, me, give me a second. No, yep. And they said, "I've never seen." A werewolf's pubic hair, and I have to, or else I'm going to die.
1: You're playing. You're never- not
0: going to be able to, to save their life, are you?
1: You're playing. Never have I ever.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, never have I ever seen the birth of a marsupial werewolf. you right. And I'll be the only one not You'll to be- drink. <laughs> You'll be sober as a church oh, mouse, yeah. baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. God, uh, that was just one of the most unhinged <laughs> fucking movies I've ever seen. If you want to hear about one of the weirdest movies we've ever seen, yeah, go back and check out our, our episode with Razorback and House. Howling 3, the Al- marsupials.
1: House. Spooktacular 3. This is yep. Spooktacular 4 this- or, <laughs> contentiously, Spooktacular 3, 3. And a half to look. The numbering system was way off because yep. we didn't, we didn't,
0: yeah. Halloween style, yeah. we've really <laughs> fucked it.
1: <laughs> this is spectacular. H20,
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah,
1: I don't understand it's that also joke, but not I-
0: going to be good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, this week, uh, we decided to watch a horror movie that I've been meaning to watch for quite a while now. It's another mm. John Carpenter movie, it's called Halloween, mm. and it came out in 1978. It is most famous for. The killer in the movie being named the- Michael Myers is the killer in the movie, and he has this white mask. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a, he's actually green
0: And he's got two
1: Funny looking ear things it's Pretty yeah, fat well, The first, th- the, first exposure, <laughs> the first exposure The first or the most recent Awareness I had of this movie Was a joke in Baby Driver Yeah Where they say Go out and get a Michael Myers mask And he comes back With an Austin Powers mask you know, <laughs> And he's like No oh, Michael Myers it's From Halloween rules it's,
0: it's, I'd never seen this either But <laughs> That's such a Fucking funny idea Yeah, yeah. That's That okay. reeks of a, a riff in the writing yeah. room Wet. Yeah. So I was like, Go how fucking a- funny would it be? Yeah. Go get
1: a Michael Myers Halloween mask and he comes back with an Austin Powers mask. <laughs> so funny. They're
0: all wearing four Austin Powers masks. <laughs> um Yeah. So if you don't if you don't know the way that this, I, I feel like I got uh confused between um Halloween and Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Um which Friday has the things that with the scissor hands. The burnt things. burn face looking yeah. skin and the yeah, needle syringe hands or whatever it is. But um this one is—it's just a normal. I guess there's no supernatural element to it. Um, no. He just—at least in this first one—he's just a, um, just a, just a man that, a wears crazy this, guy. that wears this mask that looks kind of like—it looks kind of goofy. It's like this Frankenstein-style
1: well, mask. I right? heard that they made it. They bought. We can talk about it later. But I, I heard that they like modified existing. Rubber masks and they, mm-hmm. like it was it was like a I think it was a William Shatner mask and they like, me- really? they, like they like melted it, pain uh, it and painted like, like, so it and like made it look all fucked okay yeah interesting um in any yeah, okay, case, let's get into that later talking about later in the show we'll get a bit of news we'll tell you what else we've been up to during the week might have watched a few other horror movies mm-hmm. Uh should we get into the news let's do it
2: great
1: beef <speaking bulletin. Alright, I'm not sure if we mentioned this last time we recorded an episode, but it's been a couple of weeks. Sean Connery died. I think we did. We did? I think we did. R.I.P. Right. to a real one. R.I.P. Great in James Bond, great in Indiana Jones. Mm. I haven't seen a lot of his older stuff. He's seen some movie called The The Untouchables, which is apparently a great, iconic old 60s, 70s kind of movie. Oh, yeah. uh, which I mean to keep going back, keep, I mean to get back in on. Um, uh, no, sorry, 80s. 80s, right? Uh, some Al Capone story. I fucking love him as James Bond. I know you haven't seen many James Bond movies, hey? Uh, no, I think I've seen one of his. Um,
0: was he the first one? Yeah. Doctor No. Yeah. I've seen. I've seen a couple.
1: Yeah. They're great. I feel like in their own cute, quaint little way, where like Austin Powers is making fun of them because there's plenty to make fun of in there, mm. and they're, they're often a bit shit. Yep. But in the, in their own way, they're fun. If you haven't gone in on old James Bond, go in. They're fun. Um, well, you
0: can't deny that he was uh, so influential.
1: Yeah, and you know he he was bald before he was even James Bond. So w- every time he's like got hair in a movie, he's got like a hairpiece on, right? Yeah, I didn't know that. There you go. Now we can make <laughs> make fun of him. Now he's dead. Take that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so our first big headline We've got our obituary section out of the way. Mm. Maya Hawke to star in movie Revolver with dad Ethan Hawke as a teen on a mission to sleep with George Harrison.
0: God, fuck <laughs> <Like>, yeah! <laughs> That's
1: insane. Uh, Ethan and Maya Hawke will both star in a film in which Maya will portray a teen who lives in Alaska who is determined to lose her virginity to George Harrison, uh, based on a true story in which the Beatles are forced to make an unexpected stop in Anchorage, Alaska, on the way to, on the way to Japan for their 1966 tour. Jesus, okay. So fuck yeah. Maya Hawke, so uh, Maya Hawke and of... I now both trying to fuck George. Yeah, Harrison. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Son, uh, daughter of Uma Thurman as well, and Ethan Hawke, Hawk and Ethan yeah. Hawke. Yep.
1: Don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. It was Beatles related news? It was fucking related insane. news. I figured we couldn't go past it on the pod this week. Uh, here's another one. The The Fantastic Beasts three movie is coming out next year. Unfortunately, yeah. I believe. Uh, Headline here Johnny Depp has been asked to quit the Fantastic Beast franchise Yeah The statement follows news that Depp lost his libel case earlier in the week He uh, took a newspaper to court in the UK after they labelled him a wife beater uh, Claiming physical abuse against Amber Heard Which isn't funny And they didn't find him He didn't win that case Which I suppose We didn't win a
0: libel case Yeah Which What, I don't really know that what that might means just that mean, that
1: that it. mean they, He couldn't prove He doesn't Beat yes, his wife
0: essentially Or they didn't You know Like they might have said uh, They might have been Reporting on reports Or something So they right. were like uh, Allegedly X, Y and Z And if you're like Hey And they're like Oh we were just saying What was <laughs> alleged <laughs> yeah, We weren't fuck. saying you did it So I don't know That doesn't really mean anything I've, I'm have i very confused about this Because I remember A little while back There was this story about Joining up in Amber Heard And I was like yeah. I I saw that it was when all of the recordings of Amber Heard being such a fucking freak I like, were yeah, coming out. I heard about and, that. And um, it sort of seemed to uh, allay a lot of the allegations about Johnny Depp. And that so, like he
1: might have been as much a victim as her. Or, or
0: almost <laughs> entirely the victim. And now yeah. it just, I don't know, theres it seems like the narrative has sort of shifted to everybody
1: sucks turns out yeah. human relationships are a lot more complicated than yeah <laughs> i don't know black so and anyway, white.
0: Um, i'm not gonna that's i've learned my lesson i'm not defending anybody in this context. yeah cases.
1: um so as a
0: follow-up to that i did so see a video though where they were uh listening to her she was listening back to an audio recording in some sort of legal process yeah and when the, the, this thing happened where she was talking on the recording she was telling him why it was his fault that she like Slammed his head with a door or something, and she is uh, suppressing a grin very clearly fuck. in while she's listening back to it. And it's like, I don't know, you do have <laughs> weird reactions to that type of shit. But yeah.
1: man, what? <laughs> try not to try not to think about what something funny fuck? that happened at the yeah, pub exactly. while you're listening to that. Yeah, fuck.
0: Or, or just finding it funny that, like, I don't know. <laughs> you know how like. Something terrible can happen, and it, I don't know. Like there was a funny sound or something, and it just you can't forget how like the how funny the sound was or some shit like that. <laughs> You're like, God, I know that probably, or like you watch someone trip over, but the sound that they made was funny or some shit. And yeah, it's like, that's pretty funny. But I guess it's totally different when you were slamming someone's head against the door. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: I guess it might be a bit different. Might be a bit different. Um, Follow up headline is that Mads Mickelson is reportedly in yeah. talks to replace Johnny Depp. As the dark wizard Ger- Gellert Grindelwald, yeah, I think that's a good pick.
0: Yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter being like, uh, he, they replaced Johnny Depp with him, and then twenty minutes later, he did this this big interview came out yeah. with the Guardian where he was like being very skeptical of climate change, <laughs> and
1: uh, <laughs> they were like, "Good one." <laughs> it's like, fuck it. Now, now I now I don't yeah. have hundreds of million dollars riding on me not being a lunatic. Exactly, it was crazy. Um, yeah. I heard people joking online that maybe they could just um, recast because in the first one Colin Farrell like turned into Johnny yeah, Depp yeah, yeah. they could just be like we'll just turn him back into Colin Farrell again and be like oh fuck
0: maybe yeah um, just get rid of the whole movie hey and
1: then the last the last headline here about Fantastic Beasts 3 because I know you want to know is that the release date has now been pushed back to July 15th 2022 oh the oh no. previous release, <laughs> oh okay, <but> the frog, <laughs> distraught about that. The previous release date was going to be, it was going <laughs> to be November oh no. 2021. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. clearly, that's fucked them up properly, and oh they got again another few weeks of yeah. shooting under their belt. I mean, I
0: guess, but also, like, it's not like any fucking movies are coming out next year, right? <laughs> 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 you all seen them case numbers in the States? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so there, there you go. That's that's a bit of Fantasy Beast news. Mm. I f- think it's such a cool idea, and it's such an interesting universe, and I like the Harry Potter. Yeah, well, it sucks it just...
0: what they did with the second one.
1: It was just kind of boring. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the it's second bit, one was just really shit. bad. They just yeah.
0: undid all of the good work that they did in the first one, because they were like,
1: oh, let's... Oh. I don't even... <laughs> Oh.
0: oh Bane <laughs> Bane is that <laughs> The sequel needs to me Very different Yeah they're just different. Oh You've come to die With your shitty Harry Potter movie
1: I barely even remember That's What they did But I'm pretty chip. sure
0: They just fucked up Eddie Redmayne's character Really badly Didn't they They just made him Like some I,
1: I remember complaining About him being like Dumbledore's po- He was just like Surrogate Dumbledore And there was no like Fantastic Beasts It was just this weird Fetch quest That's and... right Yeah yeah Just a shit movie Yeah and they sort of Nerfed him a bit Yeah whatever yeah. It Doesn't matter Um How's this? uh, Jake Bug I think I've never listened to his music He's some sort of musician In my head he's like a budget Low rent Like folk uh, country style Yeah In my head he's like a uh, Like a Like a low rent Ed Sheeran I think he's more like A low rent Bob Dylan You take that back He does like 80s Bob Dylan Is a low rent Bob Dylan (laughs) Yeah
0: (laughs) He does like He's got this like Quite Annoying like twang to his voice. Oh, I do
1: like musicians with an annoying twang to their voice. Yeah, well, you might be into him. He says having bought a banjo not an hour ago. There is a banjo. Speaking of annoying twangs. There. <laughs> yeah. Speaking
0: of speaking of you an annoying twang.
1: <laughs> uh, nice. Jake Bug is writing music for a movie about footballer Ronaldinho. He's Ronald, written, Ronaldinho. He's don't don't ever correct me. He's written <laughs> about an You're hour. Right,
0: it is Ronaldinho. <laughs> uh,
1: Ronald the Donald as a dinosaur. Yeah. Ronaldinho. Um, he's written about an hour and a half of music for, for a documentary about the Brazilian football. Is the documentary being made, or was he just like I've got all this music about Ronaldinho? I've got Dininho. some ideas. Ronald, want to hear it? Yep. <laughs> um no, it, yeah, he's doing the music for it. I okay, don't know. Sure. Um, apparently, Big the, news for
0: all those Jake Bug fans out there,
1: apparently the the, the the filmmakers that are making this documentary had previously worked on music videos for this dude. Right. Um, and so that's basically like, the same thing. What, all right, an hour and a half of music about a Brazilian football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Jesus Christ <laughs> He's been trying to soundtrack one particularly memorable moment in Ronaldinho's career I don't know how you write an uplifting folk ballad oh, about weird. football But there you go Another another weird headline This is a weird news story uh, Yeah, here's another one Kate Winslet breaks Tom Cruise's underwater filming record on Avatar 2 Nice Winslet is set to play, quote, a water person in Avatar 2 <laughs> NME's really. They, it wasn't
0: <laughs> Avatar 2, the one where they submerged Sigourney Weaver Yeah, where they tried and, to kill an Sigourney Weaver year old yeah. for
1: six minutes underwater put, or some shit. Put concrete shoes on it. What are they fucking doing in this movie? <laughs> They're just getting iconic Hollywood actors strapping them to the bottom of a swimming pool. All right,
0: the crew needs to live underwater for eight months.
1: (laughs) So, reading straight from the NME article here, the uh, Titanic star Kate Winslet beat Tom Cruise's previously set record from uh, 2011 when he was filming Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation and held his breath underwater in a whirlpool for six minutes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Kate Winslet, who is set to star in this new Avatar movie, managed to stay underwater for 7 minutes and 14 nice, seconds while filming. Him. And wasn't aware that she was setting a new record at the time. <laughs> Her head fucking
0: exploding, like, Yeah, this is normal! Isn't, th- isn't that an insane amount of time <laughs> so to well, spend underwater, to not Especially because Kate Winslet, again, not that young, right? No. Like if you had like 40, a 40, 50, something like there. a twenty two year old or something like, you know, peak yeah. fitness, it's like, okay, well you can probably train your body. It's amazing that a human body can do that. Yeah. Because when you think about it, I feel like I would be dead. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I know you need to train and stuff, but I feel like even with proper training, I just can't <laughs> imagine. I've seen those videos where people do it for like 10 minutes and they're like they're like limp in the water. They they've like totally. They don't move or anything. Yeah, they just don't expend any fucking energy. Right, but and you she's can't acting. act. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy to me. Especially when I don't know how how old's Kate Windsor? Like she's mid thirties or something now. Oh, I'd be like, like forty. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: crazy. Not <laughs> young. No. Yeah. Uh, she says here she didn't realise she was getting a record at the time. She said it was brilliant and I was very proud of myself and I'll probably never be able to do it again. That came at the end of four <laughs> it we- was a fluke. <laughs> that came at the end of yeah, it was take three. <laughs> yeah. that, that came at the end of four weeks worth of quite intense training and it was in the dive tank. Uh, it was in the training tank, but I loved it. God damn. Uh,
0: oh, so was it not on camera then?
1: No, apparently it was I think it was it says it was, yeah. Okay, maybe uh, I don't while, know. while filming. I don't know. Yeah, while filming. well filming. Otherwise, surely it's on camera. Otherwise, it's not like a world fucking record like breath holding thing.
0: No, but it might have been that they they she beat Tom Cruise's record, but it was in the training pool. Who cares? It's Whatever. very impressive. Whatever. Yeah. It would there just you rule go. if that was like a take that made it into the film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would rule. Wouldn't it? <laughs> here's another here's the last one to round us out. Mm. Home alone original director calls Ryan Reynolds reboot quote. An insult to the art of cinema. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, Home Alone's not the godfather, but you have to treat it with that kind of respect. That's... (laughs) Pretty funny, do you, Chris Columbus? <laughs> oh man, reflecting on the 1990 festive film for an oral history to mark its 30th anniversary, Columbus said he was disappointed by the Deadpool actors' proposed R-rated remake called Stoned Alone.
0: That's <laughs> so sick. <laughs> I, forgot, I think that I is. About this. I think that is the uh, the exact correct amount of respect
1: to yeah, pay home to alone. Wait Thirty years yeah, and then for do a, a home alone reboot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, bro, it's not it's not Apocalypse like, Now. How we many Home Alones were there? There were four, weren't they? they something like that. Four they didn't even get the same kids to come back no, every time. It's yeah, not exactly. as if they were treating it with the same meta-sanctity either. Yeah. Uh, reboots are just silly to me, Chris Columbus told The Independent. When well, I, I, when, when, them, I read, when I read When I read, read about something called Stoned Alone, I'm going to try this again. When I read about something called Stoned Alone, they were going to do with Ryan, it was an R-rated Home Alone movie about stoners. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) we've been new. The stupidest man alive. Stone (laughs) lion, Watch that? What's that about? (laughs) (laughs) I thought to myself, this is just an insult
0: to the art of cinema. Mm. (laughs) I haven't been this angry since I discovered (laughs) America.
1: If you're making a comedy, a musical, no matter what film I'm making, my goal is to treat it with the same respect as if I was making The Godfather. Home Alone's not The Godfather, but you have to treat it with that kind of respect, and this idea of remaking things that already exist and are working well, watch the original, forget about it. It's just never going to be as good. Fucking big call, bro. I I kind of
0: agree.
1: Yeah, but it's also a fun twist, and Home Alone's a stupid fucking movie anyway. It is, but if you want to make a
0: stoner movie, make a stoner movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then I feel like the the era of stoner movies, like there hasn't been a good stoner movie in a while, right? I feel like um uh fucking super bad was like the last one. I mean Pineapple Express is like more of a stoner movie, but those kind of yeah. Judd Apatow like those types of films were the last like proper sort of comedy stoner movies that I remember. Yeah, I'm I'm not really into the Whole fucking Pineapple Express really lost me, but Superbad was funny as hell. I Superbad guess it was less rocks. of a less of a stoner movie and more of like a um, just a teen kind of a teen comedy thing, right?
1: Yeah. Oh fuck! How's this? The end of this article says uh, there's been no update on Re- Reynolds' Stoned Alone since 2018, but Disney Plus has since made a remake of Home Alone, starring Rob Delaney, Ellie Kemper, and Archie Yates, the little British boy from uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Right. So- um, I didn't know. So that. they've made another fucking Home Alone. Not me neither. What the fuck? Well,
0: clearly, uh, yeah, clearly. That's so weird. Clearly broke new ground and was a worthwhile artistic pursuit. And, how many, how many know?
1: fucking Home Alone movies have they made? This is so strange. I think it's like the fifth one. They've already filmed it. Um, that's so strange. Maybe yeah. they're filming it now. That's so weird. How many Home Alone movies? Maybe- anyway, that's the news for the week. So that I'll, is crazy. I'll have this little freak out later and on my like, own time. And that's like, at least with Stone
0: Alone. <laughs> Nick, go on. It's like quite different.
1: Yeah, they're not even going to get the little cunt high.
0: Yeah, but no, you know what I mean though. It's not like, I, I, the, I, I, I'm 100%. I mean, I can sort of see Chris Columbus's point in terms of he's like, don't remake the same thing yeah. again. Do something different with it, right now. I don't think he even thinks you should do something different with it, but I can kind of see why that might be fun. But um, remaking it with another little blonde kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, that no, is
1: psychopathic. He's not blonde, to be fair, but that's all right. Yeah, he is. No, the the, the little fat kid. Oh, fat kid. I thought it was um, no. the other no, kid. No, You'd no. say the kid from Jojo Rabbit. Come on, I said the I said the little British kid from Jojo Rabbit. I They're it both the first little time. British,
0: aren't they? Yeah, but one of them fat. Yeah, but you didn't say that, right? So I, want, I assumed the I didn't main character. I not want to character. let him be defined by.
1: Oh, it, it, the reason why I said the little British kid is because one of them has a very distinct British accent and doesn't even try the right. German accent, right? Right. And the right. other one sure. d- tries a bit you of German. Yeah, the one with glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Scarlett Johansson's in Home Alone. Fuck it, who cares anymore? That is really crazy. Uh, <laughs> As but, a kid, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Also, also the the arrogance of Chris Columbus being like, every movie I make is The Godfather. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris <laughs> like Columbus. The
0: opposite of that. Yeah,
1: Harry Potter 1, Mrs. Doubtfire, Gremlins, Percy Jackson, the Lightning Thief, Pixels. Really? Pixels? pixels when you were making Pixels, is, you thought you were making insane. The Godfather? Yeah. You fucking he didn't, idiot. He's not saying Pull your that, head out of your ass, Chris not Columbus. He's saying he's making The Godfather, but
0: he's saying, and I actually think that's a good attitude for him to have is no matter what project I'm on, I will try and do the best that I can, the best job that I can of it. I think that's He awesome said, I am
1: Francis have. Ford Coppola. That's yeah, not. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Bit of a misquote there. <laughs> fucking hell. Well, I hope I hope Chris Columbus that you treat it with the same respect when you work on the Christmas Chronicles 2. Yeah, look, fucking idiot. <laughs> Who cares? It's Home Alone. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. I guess that's it. How was it writing on Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland? <laughs> Stop looking through his fucking filmography. Fuck you. Just the arrogance of that. Yeah. Uh, pick any other movie. Fuck you. All right, here we go. Beefness or pleasure? Yeah. For the week, well, I got a good segue. It's we have theme music. You don't see, you don't segue into it. I'm going to do it anyway. Speaking <laughs> of Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Business. <Bioso>. <laughs> Business. <laughs> Pleasure. Business. Pleasure. Business. Pleasure.
0: Business. Pleasure. Business. Pleasure. Business. Pleasure.
1: Business. Pleasure. Business. Pleasure. Business.
0: Pleasure. Business
1: pleasure. Business pleasure. Business
0: pleasure.
2: Business pleasure. Business pleasure. Business pleasure. Business pleasure.
0: pleasure. Uh, his brother, ooh, not Wallace, Kieran Culkin. Mm-hmm. His brother Kieran Culkin is in a little show called Succession that I watched uh, most of the first season of Yesterday.
1: Right. Talk about um, it in thirty seconds.
0: Well, we're gonna wait for the dead space for the music. <laughs> no, I have. I need a
1: f- fucking edit point. You better cut
0: it in after speaking of Macaulay
1: Colby. Oh, I am, and not uh, this one. we last <laughs> one. Okay, so we're we're, we're two and a half minutes into Beef for Pleasure now. Of <laughs> yeah, course, yeah, it's yeah. the segment where uh, we. Watch a movie for the pod, and that's the movie that's the official movie of the podcast the this beefness. week. That's the beefness. This is the pleasure which we watch on our own time, not knowing that we might discuss it on the pod. We just watch it for fun, without even worrying about whether or not it's going to be something that ends up being discussed on the pod. I dissociate while I watch
0: <laughs> anything for pleasure, <laughs> so that I can't know that I'm going to talk about it on the pod.
1: Right. So so so, so that your descriptions are deliberately I very go hazy. A hypnotic
0: state. Yeah, I barely take any of it in and then later I'm like, "Oh shit, I have to talk about that
1: thing." <laughs> so, Succession. Tell yes. me about it. Yeah. So, it's really good. So, it's an HBO TV series about fucking Rupert Murdoch. So, yeah, it's sort of a it's about this this
0: uh billionaire family called the Roy family who's led by this patriarch called Logan Roy, who's like quite clearly an insert for Rupert Murdoch But right. it's also the, the company itself Is sort of this Aggregated Kind of like Pastiche of a bunch Of different companies Because they've got Theme parks and shit as well I yeah. don't know Maybe the Murdoch Corporation Does own it's theme parks It's just a generally stuff, Gross big They have big one company. of those Huge multinational well, They've got Fox Studios That is a theme park Right yeah. I guess, So I, yeah I guess they do <laughs> Right Fuck Yes It's it's just Fox I was like Oh it's kind of Disney as well But no I forget that Fox Has that type of shit too Yeah Um. So yeah it's It's basically this Um This drama, the first episode is directed and I think maybe written by Adam McKay. Um, That's cool. Yeah, so he's the guy that did Vice and... um, Anchor Anchorman,
1: yeah. More,
0: (laughs) yeah, but also um, possibly most relevantly, the big short. And so I feel like he's pulling a lot. And in fact, um, I think his name is Vinny, the
1: character name. I got to pull up this cast name. Yeah, nice. Um, Is it that same kind of style, that fast and loose not fast and loose, very fast and tight, like witty kind of. Yes,
0: and it's it's, oh, cool. it's even so. You know how in uh, a lot of his documentary style stuff that they, they it's like it's narrative, but they do it in documentary style with like lots of kind of like s- sort of shaky documentary cam and like s- snap zooms and refocuses and stuff. Sure. Yeah, they do that a lot in this oh, narrative cool. television show, which makes it feel very much like you are in the room with these people and it's happening. You're watching stuff happen. In the moment It feels not It doesn't feel Constructed at all Which is really fun. What's the tone it's of it? It's most
1: similar To like a big short Kind of thing
0: So it's very funny um, But yes I would say similar To the big short in oh, that's cool It's really um, So it feels like The big short Crossed with House of Cards So it's got oh, that that's Very fun. sort of Sinister power play And these people Sometimes it's easy to forget and get caught up in it, but when you sort of take a step back and look at what they're doing, these people are fucking psychos. They're all psychos. Yeah. Um, Because of course they are. And (laughs) so um, there are sort of these very serious moments and obviously a lot of dramatic stuff. So basically what happens is, um, and this is like spoilers for the first episode, is that um, Logan Roy, the head of the family, played by Brian Cox, uh, has a brain hemorrhage and ends up like kind of on life support. And so there's this power vacuum and um, the kind of head of the family or the acting head that was highest up in the company, played by Jeremy Strong, who was in the big short. You probably recognize him as one of the guys that helps out. Um, He's sort of ready to step up. And then um, (laughs) uh, he's sort of talking to the siblings, his siblings about it, um, played by Kieran Culkin and Sarah Snook. Sarah, what? Snook. Snook. Right. Okay. Um and that's a shit name. Yeah, you, she's from Adelaide, actually. She's one of the, I, I think low key, you'll recognize her from some stuff. She looks like um, Emma
1: what uh, a Emma, Emma Emma Stone. Stone a, bit.
0: a little bit. Um I think she's one of the best actors alive at the moment. Back to Um Nice. So that she, he's sort of talking to them, and there's and he's like, obviously, I'm going to take over. And they're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> And he's like, you guys don't have anything to do with the company. And they're like, yeah, but maybe we want to now. <laughs> yeah. And so you yeah, can right. sort of see, as soon as there's any kind of power vacuum, that like, just sort of people, like sharks start circling. You sort know? of a
1: bit on his side a bit.
0: A little bit, but then, yeah. It it's, kind of
1: reminds me of the way you're describing it of Arrested Development. Uh, yeah, I I've a never sprueble. really watched it Yes um, well, Arrested Development sounds like it's like this But every other member of the family Is so fucking incompetent and unhinged right. and Jason Jason Bateman is like Frantically trying to keep shit together at no, all times this is
0: much more like House <laughs> of Cards Where everyone <laughs> yeah, is incompetent okay, right. Everyone's playing their own game And you're, you're only following one game at a oh, time right. Or whatever You
1: might like Arrested Development as a good contrast to this Because everyone in Arrested Development fucking is a fucking idiot ass. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, what's, The main source of humour comes from Kieran Culkin, I think. Um, yeah, right. Who is, did he play Wallace in... Yes, Wallace in Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim? I like him a lot. He's so good. And its he's one of those people where he's just a joy to watch on screen all the time. Yeah, Actually, right. this is one of the best casts I've ever seen in a TV series. In the same way that, like, I guess maybe Breaking Bad. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other shows I think shows a lot of the actors
1: got famous from Breaking Bad. Well, then again, a lot of these people aren't that famous. Yeah, no, sure. No, they're not. But there's... So... Th- there's Breaking Dad like, had an excellent
0: ensemble cast though. Right. That's kind of what I'm saying. That yeah. everyone in this is so good to watch on screen. Like there's um how many seasons there's these two. Are there? I think two so far. Right. Like there's these two dudes that are sort of both of the both of them are not actual Roy family members. They're like one of them's married in and one of them's a cousin of a brother of Logan Roy. Kind of
1: like um the fucking Knives Out, kind of like Knives Out. What do you mean? This giant fucking empire family and there's heaps of people that are like tangentially uh, yes, h- totally. hangers yeah, on yeah, and yeah, that yeah. are tangentially related yeah. to everyone. And what's funny is that
0: like the, those two guys, um, <laughs> so t- one of them is Tom and he's like the, um, he's Sarah Snook's husband right. and he's like so desperate to try and please Logan, and, <laughs> but he's also, he also works pretty high up in the company. So sometimes he's like this total hard ass, but then when, as soon as he... Gets into a family situation He's like so Such a fucking loser <laughs> Because he's not a member Of the Roy family Basically right. And then this cousin Called Greg Comes in and, Greg. and and Tom starts Treating him like shit Because he's <laughs> All of a sudden He's not the new guy anymore It's so fucking good That's cool I'll and watch this Is there yeah, an easy way really To watch good. it in Australia? So, I don't know It's on HBO So I guess it's probably On fucking Fox Yeah <laughs> which sucks so much but, oh, uh, but I, I just bought it on Blu-ray I got the first season oh, um, cool. so I'll lend it to you but um, <laughs>
1: thanks we can, we can figure that off yeah, all, the listeners, <laughs> yeah,
0: all the listeners just hit me up um, but I would strongly recommend it uh, actually JB's having decent sales at the moment <laughs> so go in on it it's really worth it uh, it's it's my, one of my favourite JB YouTube Hi-Fi shows. well that's where I got it I don't want to pay fucking Fox for a subscription service or whatever yeah, yeah I own it yeah, so. that's alright cool anyway uh, really good I'd Recommend it. I don't think I've got anything else. Ah, I don't cool. think I watched any other films.
1: Well, I did. I, um, All right, In the spirit of the thing, is a couple weeks because we're we recording this a little while after Halloween, even though it is our yeah. Halloween special <laughs> yeah, two weeks um, after. I, I think
0: our last step must have come out nearly bang on actually on Halloween. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like these fucking but,
0: idiots. But, but yesterday, was Friday the Thirteenth?
1: Really? Well, that's what we'll it do tomorrow. Yeah. Then. Yep. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, we I wa- watched that <laughs> film, but
1: <laughs> uh, I watched Scream. Man, a mm. friend, a friend of mine, and I went to the Film and Sound Archive here in Canberra, and they were doing a Halloween double bill of Scream and A Quiet Place. Right. Didn't end up going to see A Quiet Place, but we watched Scream. Uh, Those are maybe
0: the opposites of each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't scream! It's a quiet. Yeah. It's a quiet place. You'll get killed by the monsters yeah. in a quiet place.
0: You actually can't scream
1: <laughs> because you're in space and they won't hear you. Wes Craven, stop screaming! <laughs> ah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I thought Wes Craven was Australian. He's not. Uh, the guy from Saw is Australian. Uh, Wes, uh, Wes Craven, scream! 1996 horror movie. Um, the, the guy from the film in sound archive came out and gave it like a brief introduction before the movie started and was sort of saying like. Like, these slasher, dark horror movies were very in vogue and very popular through the late 60s, 70s, and 80s. Right. And by sort of the late 80s, early 90s, they had people... They had become sort of a tired format. Like, you see that as, like, Friday the 13th, part 8, and shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah. They, and um, even
0: Halloween, the, as a series, has, like, heaps seven of Seven entries, and there's, like, multiple reboots and yeah. shit. Yeah, it sucks. Um,
1: and so the guy said, oh, and so Scream was, like, heralded when it came out as, like, bringing horror back mm-hmm. and, like, being a bit of, like, a rebirth of the genre. Almost. Right. And so I thought, oh, cool. I'll be interested to see that. Um, I didn't realize that it's more of a spoof oh, of yeah, horror it's a, it's a parody, than yeah. anything else. I was sort of looking for a movie that was going to be properly scary. Right. And this wasn't scary for me. At
0: all No, I don't think it's really meant to be Right,
1: right. and so I sort of called me to the question like what a horror movie is then Because mm. there was a lot of like gratuitous slasher blood and not
0: really gore But like I think it's a mistake to lump slasher films in with horror films But I guess some of them are Like Halloween is definitely trying to be a, a horror film But yeah. then Scream, like sl- those slasher films seem to be more of that self-aware kind of parody
1: Yes, I mean, so this was definitely fun. It was a fun watch, but I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't very scary at all. Like, there was a lot of, like, it happened several times. It's the iconic bit of the movie where, like, this teenage girl home alone answers the phone and... The killer on the other end of the phone is like watching her through the window or whatever. Right, and, right, like, right. So it's like, well, oh, it's like the. F- isn't nice, is that the first. Nice red shirt. The call is coming from inside the house. Right. I thought that's what that was. They don't say that in this movie. Right. It that's from some from other, other fucking movie. Yeah. But I thought that's what this movie was. I was waiting for that line the whole time and it never came. I think it might be Friday the 13th or, or something. I Googled it, but then never. I don't remember no what it was. Out. No. <laughs> we'll never know. Um, no, I say it was fun, but no, I, I don't know. It was it was cool to watch a classic movie and I think it will be a fun movie to watch with a big group of people, I suppose, like I did. I don't know, with a big group of friends at a party or whatever. Sitting in the dark, kind of all <laughs> facing the
0: same way. Anyone can come. They just have to pay a certain amount of money. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon that's probably the best way to watch it, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, I, I thought it was a cool... I thought it would be a... A what <laughs> I thought it... Uh, what? Cinema. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I realised as soon as I said it, I was like, wow, that just didn't really translate. <laughs> so no. Weird.
1: Uh, but no, I, I thought it would be a... um. A good movie to watch at a party with a whole bunch of mates, where it's like a very loose kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my thoughts on scream. Very very short, I suppose. But no, I, I don't know. Um, it was fun, but and, and the, also the ending is kind of a total crocker shit. Right. And there's a, there, there's a couple characters in it that are like actively annoying. There's a lot of really weird, hyped up, amped up performances in it where mm. like there's these like annoying jock kind of characters that are playing this like. ADD kind of attitude That this right. kid This guy has And he's just Really really annoying And he's like A main character In the movie And I can totally see What the role is going for But I just think The actor is fucked but it But it was actually frustrating It was just frustrating Because like Yeah dude I, I get it yeah, but, Is there any notable cast uh, Yeah Monica from Friends Is in it Oh okay Courtney uh, Cox. As like a, Yeah Courtney Cox As a uh, A nosy reporter
0: Right, but not even, like, a main character or anything.
1: She turns out to be quite a main character. I don't remember... I'm, I'm trying... I'm looking up here. I don't remember who the main kids are. Mm. Um, David Arquette is in the movie, and I've seen him in something else very recently. Um, but, yeah, D- David Arquette plays this, like, dweeb sheriff um, <laughs> who's who's quite good. There's a scene that... Um, There's a scene that I saw someone on Twitter mentioning before I went in, so I was looking out for it, where um, David Arquette is like a a very low-level cop. He's talking to the sheriff of the town, and he's trying to... Trying to impress him and like work his way up the ranks of the police force and he's on this case trying to find this killer. And the sheriff's smoking this big cigar. And David Arquette's character has like a, like a McDonald's soft serve ice oh, cream yeah. that he's like licking. <laughs> and every time the sheriff takes a big puff of his cigar, David Arquette like licks the ice cream like, all the way into his mouth. <laughs> it's, just, it's really funny.
0: <laughs> I, I I do want to watch it just because the more that I hear about it, the more that it seems like yeah, there's this kind of yeah, it's th- this hard that parody guy. element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, no, but the, yeah, there's, there's a whole whole bunch of people that are in it, but I, I don't remember many. Oh, Drew Barrymore, right, is in it. Uh, but yeah, no, mostly the people are just nothing, mm-hmm. nothing type people. Uh, so that's that's Scream. I also right. rewatched a bunch of other movies recently. I rewatched Grease. I rewatched <laughs> If Bill Street Could Talk. Oh yeah, I'm having a great old time recently. Mm. But no, nothing. Nothing, no, nothing other than that. Nothing that fits into the the theme of horror. I suppose Greece could, depending on who you oh, are. That's pretty fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that's it. Should we, should we launch into the main event?
0: Yeah. Let's get into it. So Halloween. Uh, let's let's start off with a little synopsis. This is from Letterboxed.
1: The thirty first of October. It happens every year. <laughs> on,
0: yeah, it's an American traditional holiday. Uh, a white traditional holiday. White as fuck. Um. So, uh, directed by John Carpenter, 1978, 91 minutes long. A cool 91 minutes. The night he came home, 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night, 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonfield, Illinois, to kill again. Ooh. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Where do we where do we start with this movie? I think I've sp- sort of spoken about this on the podcast before. I'm yeah. not a giant fan of, or I used to say I wasn't a giant fan of horror movies. I think Hereditary was the movie that really kind of uh, opened my eyes a little bit to some of the horror. And I know that like people are Arias or whatever, but yeah. Um, for me, that was the horror movie where it was like, oh, I do like some horror movies. I do yeah. like some of them. i just never really
1: seen very many. And I, no. I, I've always thought... like, I know a lot of people don't like them because they go, oh, why would I want to be scared? Why yeah. would I want to scare myself? It's like, I don't know. It's a thrill. It's it's They're exciting in the same way as action movies are exciting. I think mm. they're very suspenseful. It's like the epitome of suspense. Right. And I done like right. suspenseful films.
0: But I don't like jump scares. I think they're cheap. And I yeah. don't like... And, and I find a lot of horror movies in between the jump scares are very boring. Yeah. And so I'm just bored by them
1: a lot of the time. I suppose like a lot of comedy, horror is something that would be, is very subjective in terms of what you find scary. Yeah. Totally. Like I think that's something that I found particularly scary about Hereditary, mm. which again isn't like I hate that we lord it as like this fucking amazing... Because I think the, I feel like it's one of the only horror movies that both of us have seen. Yeah, but it's also but, yeah. very good. I, I enjoyed it. And right. I think that one of the things I found most scary about it was its depiction of mental illness in the way that this woman doesn't know whether she's slowly losing her grasp on her sanity or not. And it's yeah. almost completely out of her control. Yeah, And the idea that she's constantly thinking about her mum who was did have mental health problems, mm. and the idea that she doesn't know whether she has um, inherited those, yeah. and whether or she or not. she's whether or just or not like um... <laughs> I literally had that realization like recently. It's like, oh, I think they're you hereditary. Had it on <laughs> <Mike> last episode, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like that. I find I found that particularly unsettling and particularly scary. Mm. Just this idea that you can lose your grip on reality completely out of your control, mm. and I sort of. Enjoyed the suspenseful aspect of the film that came that arose through those parts of it. This is more in a line of a lot of 80s movies that I have noticed are very popular and iconic that feature like one crazy guy, right? And it's like the movie is like, Oh, there's one crazy murderer who can't be reasoned with, who's just out to kill for no reason, yeah. And that's just what the movie is. It's like this juggernaut. That is constantly like plotting on,
0: right? And I feel like this is one of the first. This is such an influential film because, from what I understand, if it if it wasn't, I mean, it was informed by um, like Psycho. Psycho is arguably yeah. the first kind of slasher film, but this is this is the first one to take it and really cement it into like a horror genre
1: yeah, type I've, movie. I've seen it on places like Wikipedia and like making our videos that this was one of the first big slasher movies that's right. credited with like starting that as a genre
0: and so like you talked about Scream earlier like that is a, a parody that was informed by exactly these kinds of movies right? yeah. and even like maybe Friday the 13th is a little more kind of campy and stuff has a little more of that heightened I, ha- I haven't seen it but I believe I mean he has knives and fingers so like, <laughs> right yeah. it's a little bit more stupid right yeah exactly Um, so okay maybe a good place to start then with this is did you find I'd like to get into a little bit of like what the, the the themes behind this film might be And I've got yeah. a really interesting review That I read on Letterboxd um, That I, I'd like to get your thoughts on But um, before that Let's go with the basic bitch approach
1: Did you find this movie scary? No, did you? No, not at all right, no. It's not scary um, at all <laughs> I think that there were some scenes Where I was surprised And where I felt quite tense mm-hmm. But I didn't find it very scary at all And um, I think one is because I didn't really feel like there was much motive behind the killer. Mm. Like, he didn't have any good reason for going after these specific teenage girls, did he? Yeah. He just sort of noticed them outside his old family. Well, that's part of the
0: thematic aspect. But you've got to do a lot of homework to sort of invent maybe a reason why. There's not much reason on screen. He's
1: just this crazy guy. who's just, And he doesn't speak, so I don't find... I sort of the fact that I couldn't really see how he thought and what his reasoning was and what his made me sort of didn't really I wasn't really afraid of him because he didn't feel very like a very smart character. The that's killer. that's what's so
0: funny is that that they, they treat him in before you sort of see him interacting with Jamie Lee Curtis at all. He's sort of lauded as like this uh, um, indomitable sort of psychopathic genius killer. And then when you actually see him on screen or trying to kill Jamie Lee Curtis, he acts like a fucking dumbass. Yeah, it's, he's ju- like, it's just he's, this, like, gorilla that just yeah. keeps walking and... He's so, like, robotic and he'll he sort of, like, beat down a door, but it's very clearly a door that he could just... Break through, yeah, immediately, and it's just so they can have this scene of her screaming, like he's like, um, like in The Shining, where he's like coming through the door or whatever. And it's like, are you supposed to be smart, dude?
1: Like, I, I, I didn't ever get the vibe that he was supposed to be this genius killer. Like, he's this crazy, this crazy guy who was in a mental asylum since he was eight. Like, um, yeah, I,
0: I feel like the the threat, like you can't have the the way that the I can't remember what the psychologist's name is, but the the doctor dude, yeah. The way that he speaks about him is, like, you... Donald Pleasance, I think. Yeah, what a... fucking Crazy. <laughs> um, but, like, he speaks about him in this way that, like, you can't stop it. Like, you have to kill him. There's no way... You know, he'll find a way if you don't yeah. stop it or whatever. And it's, like, I don't know. I feel like that that kind of comes with a certain element of, like, him being this, like, threatening kind of presence. But it felt like there were so many ways around... I don't know. You just outsmart him, like... <gasps> He he just felt so non-threatening for me because he felt like such a dumb guy. <laughs> like you'd just run rings around him and you'd be fine. Yeah, or something. Yeah. You know, he walks really slowly. It's, um... I don't know. It I, I, yeah. I just didn't...
1: It didn't work for me. I feel like that's maybe why I find the stuff that's a bit more psychological a lot more scary. Because it yeah. feels like it's a lot more out of your control. And you can't reason... You can't find a reason why the characters on screen could just get out of it, whereas I feel like this is a bit frustrating because you feel like the characters are a bit dumb. right? And that you feels like everyone's dumb, and <laughs> yeah, like it's like, oh, the killer is not that smart, the, the the person could just run down the street or whatever. Like, well, Whereas when there's something a bit more psychological going on, or something a bit supernatural maybe, it's out of the character's control so much that you can believe that they're stuck in that situation and that it is this scary unavoidable mess they're yeah, in. Yeah. Whereas with this, it doesn't feel very unavoidable and I wasn't scared by it. But I, like, think... I can also understand why people would be scared by it. Because I feel like it's a very horror, I think, more than comedy feels to me to be even more subjective.
0: Right. And I think where... And for me, my subjective uh, opinion on when this was scariest was before he really started... Before it got to nighttime and he started running around. And I've always said this. I think the scariest... One of the scariest things in horror films is when, or in films in general, is when there's a threat that's not afraid of you and it doesn't run away Uh, when you're looking for it, The bit where
1: he was constantly following Jamie Lee Curtis on the way home from school, I thought was quite freaky. I
0: think so. And, like, when he's sort of just standing there, there were a couple of times when I got, like, chills about that. But as soon as it became nighttime and he was, like, hunting her in the house and stuff, it was like, yeah. Like, breaking down doors and shit. The main character's not going to die, so it's just waiting for him to get beaten somehow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so I think that the best, the, the, what this movie does best is that sort of haunting or like, pers- not pursuit in like a, you know, an action-y way, but uh, sort of a stalking. The way that he stalks her at the start, I yeah. think is really, really well done. Um, even when you know that he's there, but she doesn't
1: or something. Yeah, like when you see his face in the very distance and you're like, oh, fuck that was him. Yeah, and I oh, feel like when, like when, you when see his in car-
0: the car. Is she yeah. in the classroom or the ke- young boys in the classroom? She's or something? she's
1: in the classroom and looks out the window, and he's standing and there he's behind there. his car, yeah. and then she looks back. Which
0: I think Hereditary might have exactly done during that scene where he's in the classroom, right? Or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I it's think def- I, do, I do remember that it was right. the,
1: old, the old lady or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it is. It's that old woman that gives her the yeah. the doormat to um yeah, uh, Charlie
1: doormat that's worth two grand.
0: That's right. <laughs> so I think that is quite well done. The but music.
1: Right, really There's really a lot of heavy lifting there's a lot of moments where the music is so tense yeah and there's John a lot Carpenter of like
0: did all the music right he, this, I right think
1: he right? wrote it directed it and wrote all the music yeah um yeah. there's a lot of like very discordant like <laughs> <laughs> type stuff that i i noticed several scenes where i thought fuck this is only scary because the, because music, the music is part. so effective
0: uh, and i think that feeds into something that i might mu- like i have a hot take about horror movies which is that anything can be scary it's Horror is entirely <laughs> about the filmmaking process.
1: I think it's one of the most because this is a very low budget. So for 1978, the budget of this movie was three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, so that's very which low. doesn't feel like very much. It's a couple mil
0: these days, maybe or something like that. It's um, it it, it is low budget and it feels low budget. And John Carpenter is someone who I think. His first inclination, based on looking at what he does on films, his first inclination is to do it himself. Yeah. It seems like he's reluctant to let other people collaborate if he feels like he can do a better job of
1: it. As a comparison, the original Star Wars movie came out the year earlier and that had a budget of $11 million. Right. Yeah. So this only had 300000 So it's a super low budget.
0: And it's really like, I think like the house that they were doing stuff in was going to be demolished anyway or something, right. or it was going to be refurbished anyway. So they found like this. And you know how it's like abandoned at the start. They mm. were sort of, it's indicative of a budget like that where you, you, you find those opportunities where you're like, okay, we got it. We got to have the same house and it has to look like shit and then it's got to be new again. So yeah. it's either that they're going to knock it down or they're oh, going to yeah. refurbish it or whatever. That you know, is cool. you need to go and find a house like that so that you don't have to build a set. Yeah.
1: I suppose you're right in terms of the filmmaking process Because a yeah, horror movie, when you get this really low budget All you need is, like, yeah You need to nail the lighting, the yeah. music, and the editing
0: Well, And the editing, is ex- yes,
1: totally yeah. And, like, you can completely do a whole movie all around that I thought the yeah. opening sequence of this movie was really cool where it's uh, a where POV it's, yeah. and you yeah. don't find out until the very end of the intro sequence. I think that was the final shot they
0: shot in this film.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's it's a POV of someone like looking outside a house and walking around and going up the stairs and grabbing a knife from and the and it's a long cut, like five five big minutes long or something, take, yeah. going into this girl's room and stabbing her with a knife. And then his sister turns around and it's a young boy. Yeah, yeah, totally. I thought that was really cool. But yeah, you re- yeah you're right because it's it's a movie where you can totally effectively get a a movie that works on a really low budget and Mm -hmm. it's all about the art of the filmmaking and how clever you are and how creative you are in that way. Right. Right. I think so. That's a good segue actually into some of the
0: more like thematic aspects of the movie that, um, so one of the, one of the most notable things, I guess about the first sequence is that when he gets up or when the camera gets up to the, the room of this person, um, that ends up being murdered. Yeah. Um, it's a young woman, and she's got her boobs out, Fuck and yeah. that's always noticeable Fuck because. Yeah. Sorry, what know, was the name of this movie? Oh, who cares? <laughs> um, Norks, I think. Uh, Tits at three minutes and forty-one left. seconds. The movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, only watching the first five minutes of the film. Um, but what's weird is that you then learn. Uh, so as soon as this like young watching kid basic is unmasked, next week. he. It's very like Nice. It's very. We'll just do a five-minute section of basic. Instinct. <laughs> it's very notable that scene. How like. It's 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 highly like you know it, it feels like a very male gaze type scene. There's yeah it's really like pervy. And then, you know, the end of that shot, or like the first cut in the film, you realise that this was a young boy, um, that was that just killed his sister. Yeah. And it's like, well, why was he looking at her like that? That's so weird. It is really weird. I mean, and it immediately like, sort of sets up the There's a lot of films that approach that type of thing and I I think like, I don't know, I'm an only child so this can't be my lived experience but um, I feel like it's not an uncommon thing for there to be a bit of just a strange relationship between like a younger relative, a younger male relative and older female relative. I have no idea. You know what (laughs) I mean? But like, I I think I've just seen that in other films where it's like the first, you know, the women that you spend your life around are your family to start with, right? And so at a point, I don't know, I feel like it's, it's kind of getting at that strange sexual period um, but it yeah. but it is weird and it is a little creepy and obviously this is not a neurotypical person and so I, I think rather than what's interesting for me about that is rather than I know that almost got into weird territory but what's almost. interesting uh, for me almost, is that almost, yeah. <laughs> what's interesting for me is that I feel like what that did was it it ripped the it ripped Mike Myers out of being a literal young boy and it actually made him much more of a thematic character rather than meaning to be interpreted literally right so I, I want of to don't read I know this... what you mean okay well I, I think he represents a lot more than his character is right and I want to read well, this like review like sort
1: of represents this like sinister uh, like th- yeah I sort of yeah okay let, right. let me
0: read this review I think that'll uh, do a better job of something no, I'm gonna to
1: um and ah about. about it for another 30 seconds yeah let's <laughs> do it
0: <laughs> okay so this is written by Will Menico who's one of the hosts of Chapo Trap House um <laughs> But I knew it. He uh but this I think this review is really interesting even if I'm keen to see if you kind of agree with some of the stuff in it that it says or not Mm -hmm. so he says a gang of horny teenage girls use babysitting as a cover to get high fuck their boyfriends and be murdered (laughs) from the very first shot of michael's parents leaving their house to go out for the night carpenter depicts haddonfield illinois as a place essentially devoid of adult authority where youth roam the streets freely soon to discover on their own the world of blood death and sex that awaits on the other side of childhood here represented by mute masked cipher michael myers Parents are only seen from a distance, waving goodbye, and the only authority figure is the dopey sheriff who can't even tell his daughter tombed out his car and isn't even aware she's dead by the end of the movie. Just how checked out are the parents of Haddonfield. So much so that their kids feel no compunction about going to a friend's house to fuck and smoke cigarettes in their parents' bed because they've gone out for a few hours. So, I think... And then he, he goes on to talk specifically about um, kind of the character of Michael Myers under the subtopic of horniness. Michael Myers <laughs> only kills because he's horny. The knife is... I mean, this is like classic psycho psychoanalytical interpretation, but the knife is the penis. The man he kills, the mechanic... <laughs> the knife <laughs> is the penis. <laughs> the men he kills like the mechanic uh, he gets his coveralls from and the boyfriend are purely incidental Michael stalks and kills <laughs> hot teenage girls that remind him of his hot sexually active teenage sister the murders on Halloween night in 1978 for killer and victim alike are a fetishistic reenactment of the penetrative sex act a truly perverted and voyeuristic movie Laurie's friends caught their own demise as a pantomime of seeking out the inherent self-objectification or negation and danger of adult male sexuality however despite the high levels of horniness in the portrayal of laurie and her friends i've always thought one of the best parts of this movie is how funny cool and true to life they seem they're not stupid o- this is the characters other than yeah. Mike Myers. they're not stupid or cliched they like getting high and having sex and they relate to each other like normal american teenagers and not the stereotype of the dumb slutty girls who get killed in every movie that came after this one
1: so i think yeah. that's interesting no i kind of like that i like the idea that it's sort of he said of relating Michael Myers to being this general representation of like teenage male f- sexual That's frustration, kind of what I mean, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. And
0: I think it's really interesting when you're showing that through this lens of like clearly this quite maladaptive format of that, right? Mm. I-, I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting, and it did kind of because uh, you know this movie didn't. I wouldn't say it was. It definitely wasn't one of my favorite movies when I watched it. Bit of a combination of, like, not really being in the mood for a horror film. watched it at
1: 10 a.m. on a Sunday or something. Right, but
0: I'm not sure if I'd watched it at a vastly different point in the day that it would have been very different, you know? Um, And uh, reading that, I thought, okay, there's probably a little bit more to this movie than I felt like gave it credit. But it also... Didn't really come across to me immediately like that on screen. It did take kind of reading a little bit into it. So I think maybe if John Carpenter was
1: like playing around with these themes, that's interesting to me. This is also one of his first movies, man. I think it was only his third movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hadn't really, and he's like thirty or something. Quite young when he did it. Totally.
0: And I guess you know, it's good that it was low budget and stuff, so he wasn't making huge mistakes. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, it's. uh, I think there is some interesting like thematic analysis to be done in this movie, but it's also kind of funny how much that doesn't necessarily come across until you think about it afterwards and it's like oh yeah i guess i guess it was i guess that probably was like you said earlier multiple times i think that like he's just a crazy guy he doesn't really there's have no this reason motive to it. right but yeah. it's like well he does kind of have the motive and it is kind of that sexual aspect to it he does seem to be and i know that there's this like moral theme in a lot of these types of movies where um, especially women, get killed because they're engaging in these sexual type of acts. Right? Yeah,
1: and it's this like weird social commentary punishment. Judgment almost. punishment. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: but this, I don't think this film is making that same judgment of these actions. I think it's actually making that judgment about of he,
1: male of Michael Myers. Yeah, male
0: of- sexuality and the judgment that that uh, looks down upon female sexual activity That's with.
1: probably fair Especially since the idea that Since like most of the main characters In this film are women mm. And it depicts them In very real honest ways and I, shows I totally them agree with that For a 70s movie These yeah. were not cartoony No characters. And they have these very candid conversations About sexuality And mm. about their like the Boys and relationships and things Yeah um, Yeah Which I liked. In a way that makes me worry that maybe it fails the Bechdel test. But, like,
0: whatever. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, probably.
1: (laughs) What do you think of Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie? This was her first movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's...
1: Wow, I almost did Arnie then.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah! (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis! I think she did a pretty good job. Get to the garage! (laughs) (laughs) I'm stuck in the window. (laughs) Um... God, that was a fucking ridiculous scene. I just spent the whole time thinking, you could easily get out of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I think Jamie Lee Curtis did a pretty good job. It's a tough gig. A lot of this movie is like, okay, so you're screaming and running away from him or whatever. Yeah. And so I thought, I did think she was, um, she's got a notably deep voice. And that's kind of interesting because it's so contrasting to what you think about having like grown up in the era of, after the parodies of these movies are around right so like i didn't get this wasn't contemporary obviously for any of my life i've only grown up in the era where these movies have been rebooted remade parodied like scary movie just, i think i watched right.
1: scary movie before i Absolutely. watched uh, Absolutely. any actual horror movie totally yeah
0: um, so, I've seen these movies almost in the reverse of, like, where how they were developed, right? And, the, yeah. and this this genre. And she is so antithetical. It reminds me almost of uh, Ripley in Alien.
1: Yeah, she's not a very effeminate... No, not at all. She's
0: not the effeminate girly girl that... Right, totally. But she doesn't, you know, she's... Um, yeah, she's insightful. Like Will says, they're not, like, you know, that classic, like, bimbo or slutty kind of character that you get yeah. um, even, like, parodied later on, but... Uh, unironically, in a lot of the films that followed this type of thing, and her performance on screen is also very stark in contrast to that too. So I think it was good casting. She's interesting on screen. I think she does a good job, but it wasn't a particularly interesting character. I
1: th- I sort of I agree with you, but I also kind of like how real the characters were because I feel like a lot of these classic seventies, eighties high school type movies like this almost is like a John mm. Hughes kind of movie have very Paint by numbers teenage characters. You have like the jock and the loner and the brainy girl and the cheerleader. And yeah, it is kind of like you understand who the characters are before the movie even starts. And it makes it kind of boring to watch them like go through the motions.
0: And it's like, oh, I need one of these like fucking, yeah, we need it. We need the jock character. Right. We need the the nerd. Yeah. So
1: I kind of enjoyed seeing it. Almost, it almost felt like you know how you're like. Fascinated by what your parents were like as kids or as teenagers. Yeah, it, this almost felt like I was getting a getting a, a glimpse into what it was actually like to be a teenager in the seventies back then. Right. I know it's a bit amped up because it's like they're fucking smoking and banging in like these big fancy rich houses. Right, but like, right, right. I sort of I liked the way that they were like the dude in the shitty van with the big glasses and the dorky shirt and like, yeah, I, yeah. I liked how they're all just normal and they were all like. Like, this cool girl and smart girl and, like, the dorky guy, but they didn't feel, like, caricatures. They felt, like... Yeah. They felt honest in a way that made me interested watching it, even if, from a story point of view, it was maybe a bit boring. And I like
0: how I do really love the American slice of life, especially, like, the fucking Illinois... Suburbs, you know what I mean? Like, it feels so natural and authentic. Like, it's really rooted in that town. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you something else (laughs) that's rooted in that town. Uh, Fuck
1: yeah. A couple of young women. So... Just by the way, the knife is the pain. This is already in the name of the episode. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to try too hard for anything else. Um.
0: So, I I, I do like that. And I I like all of that that sort of encompasses that. Which is like the dynamics between the that kind of like little group of, of women that are all mates and, you know, their boyfriends and um, their parents kind of pissing off. I love that, like... It, that feels like the start of, you know... It could have been, like, Cats and Dogs. You know what I mean? Like, this, <laughs> the, this like, babysitting gig in the suburbs of America. It feels yeah. like where so many movies that I watched when I was a kid are based. Um,
1: the the All the parents cool. go away And the kids are left alone Kind of almost gives me A Toy Story vibe I don't know where that comes from yeah, You snorted
0: but- at Cats and Dogs
1: But yeah, yeah. Toy Story Yeah <laughs> Yeah Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, I, yeah totally um, It's yeah. just that
1: I, I think it really gets Almost at- like a Finding Nemo Kind of <laughs> <laughs> So sorry. I think going.
0: Will's commentary On the absence of adults On authority figures In this Is actually kind of A puzzle piece That really makes A lot of this film Make sense When you finally, when someone points it out to you. It's not something I noticed on my first watch through, but there aren't really any adults, and the ones that are here are sort of suck and are incompetent.
1: Yeah, also the, the police, who are the only, like, authority figures and, like, the uh, societal control... That's in the movie is also incompetent and not working. Yeah, they it do can be Like a commentary Just in that like sense. Real Cops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah it, it's it's really interesting. So I, I think a lot of the authenticity. I don't know. I, I credit John Carpenter for a fair bit of this. I think he did he write the script with anyone else? Oh uh, yeah, there's a co-write, but I think there's I don't a know off the top of my head. If you want to look that up while I'm on this, um, it it it'll, I think I credit both of those with. Coming up with these authentic teen characters because there's no adults that come in and like validate what they're doing or anything. Yeah. Um, they're not the, the, the adults aren't the Deus Ex Machina.
1: Um, Deborah Hill, she worked on, worked with John, uh, John Carpenter on a shitload of stuff. Cool. So, and I'll make Chris
0: Columbus. Oh, there you go. Um <laughs> So maybe you know I don't know yeah. You were
1: saying sorry, like the adults never step in and there's
0: just some of those people are responsible for generating these authentic teenage characters, even though they're adults, which I think is always impressive because it's so fucking easy to come up with these like embarrassingly bad misunderstandings where like you know these days it'll be like teenagers posting on Facebook or something, and it's like yeah.
1: Teenagers hate Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't think it was boring, though. I, I enjoyed it. Right. I, I, I enjoyed... It sounds like you were a bit bored by it.
0: I think I was. I think that's probably more to do with the mood mm. and not watching it with anyone.
1: Um, yeah, right. No, I enjoyed it. I, I think I'd like to watch more horror movies with people. I think it's the same with all my housemates. Aren't really I reckon so. It, like, I
0: reckon the best way to watch these kinds of movies is have a bunch of people around and get on the piss. That yeah. sounds like a really good time. I'd love yeah. to watch Scream or something. Maybe we should do like Friday the 13th. be like a a group sesh Because yeah I think that's one of those Kind of dumb ones
1: I liked a lot of the I watched a bit of a Making of for this And they were Mm. talking about How the very cool Blue uh, Colour palette They picked for this movie Was a very deliberate choice That they feel like Was almost like Copied To the point of like Pastiche Right in subsequent horror movies, and I didn't really notice, like, because it felt like such an iconic look, the very cool blue it's of so the It's so hard night. to know that this
0: might have been one of those films that really invented a style that you've seen so much. One of the coolest yeah. bits of
1: lighting in the movie is when Jamie Lee Curtis is hiding in the house from Mike Myers, yeah. and he's in a cupboard behind her in the dark, and very slightly, the white of his mask, like... Begins to like comes in of in the slowly into sight, yeah. comes into sight. Apparently, that was a deliberate like they had a specific spotlight on his mask on a dimmer switch, and they were just like slightly, slightly it turning yeah. it up until it was only just visible, which that is was really cool.
0: Another horror thing that happens where you realize that the thing's been in the room the whole time, yeah, right. But yeah, this is one of the first movies to do that type of thing. It was cool. Um, uh, I think, was- think there's a lot of moments in this that other films. And and y- y- just y- people have learned from and have executed possibly even better than this executed. But the credit yeah. has to go to this one for coming up with the idea. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm doing a, a, a great injustice by not having enjoyed this film as much as I did. And it wasn't bad. But um, it just didn't really grab me in the way that I... Like, The Thing... That grabbed mm. me immediately. I love that movie. That's an awesome one. You know, oh, one of my favorites. Um,
1: I don't think either of them are scary. I would like to find the, my specific- The thing is
0: a lot more tense, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's probably true. I would I would like to find my specific genre of horror movie mm. and like mine that. Cause I like, there's heaps of different. Like, I want to go and watch like Paranormal Activity and The Conjuring and shit like that, and just try and find what it is. Because I feel like maybe more modern stuff now is maybe what I need. Like the the flashy editing, like in Hereditary, where it flashes and she sees her mum's ghost in the corner of the room for a bit, like shit like that. Like I feel like. Maybe I need something a bit more flashy, or maybe it's right, like a bit more right. psychological, a I bit think the more art paranormal I horror
0: movies are doing a lot of interesting stuff these days as well. I've been meaning to watch this one called Relic, that I think was an Australian film. Yeah. Like heavily filmed in Australia or something for a while. That's similarly got a lot to do with mental illness. Um, yeah. Babadook is a movie That I didn't find Particularly scary I don't think I really Watched it properly But
1: I didn't find the Babadook Very scary Yeah either. you know what I mean That was That's another That's like a mental illness one too Yeah <laughs> I, know, I I liked um, I saw the woman in black With Daniel Radcliffe A few years ago That was kind of cool That was like a ghost one.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that That was yeah. cool Okay
1: Um yeah, I, don't I, know, t-
0: I I agree with you though because it feels like there's some. It feels like there are horror movies for me. There's a whole and I just sh- don't know what they are yeah. yet.
1: There's a whole <laughs> fucking streaming service out. There, it's in Australia now. Right, Shudder. Um, Shudder is this streaming service that's all horror movies. Mm, totally. So like, there must be some out there, and I feel like it's this giant vein of. Like I don't know. I feel I feel like it's like when someone says like they don't like rock music or they don't like folk music. It's mm. such a broad umbrella with so many different subcategories. Right. I'm like, I know that there are horror movies out there that would fucking terrify me. Yeah. Because yeah. hereditary fucking terrified yeah, me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And Midsommar didn't. And that's the same guy. Right, so like right. there's this such a slim little band there must be of like shit that is scary and I don't really find the cheesy horror movies that fun.
0: No, neither do I, and I think that was, you know, that's part of the problem. I, I reckon any other slasher movies will not be for me, you
1: know. Well, maybe if it's a bit more silly than this, like because I've heard that like the um, Nightmare on Elm Nightmare on Elm Street. Or oh, Friday, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's we've been getting confused about because Friday the Thirteenth is Jason, and Nightmare on Elm Street is oh, the that's right, Freddy Krueger, knife things have been guy driving. Oh, some yeah. Sorry,
0: fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> we should put you should,
1: If you're editing this
0: Do the Microsoft Sam voice <laughs> yeah. Of like the correct movie <laughs> title Nightmare on Elm yeah, Street Yeah <laughs> um,
1: Apparently Nightmare on Elm Street The one with the Knives for Hands uh, I like think guy. Whatever it is Yeah um, Is it syringes? Whatever Fine know, whatever, whatever it is I've heard that's a lot more Of a nightmare Dreamscape kind of fantasy well, he one. he haunts people
0: in their dreams, right? That's like if you fall asleep, he'll come after you and kill you while right. you're asleep. I didn't even know that. I think so, so yeah. There's, so there's a lot Nightmare of different... Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. You big fucking dummy.
1: <laughs> um, And it takes place on like a cul-de-sac, Apparently, right? yeah. yeah. Wouldn't uh, know. No, I don't know. I feel like I don't really have much more to say about it. I, I, I feel yeah. like... The, this, this sounds like it's fallen a bit flat. I enjoyed this movie. I'm just a bit bummed that I didn't find it terrifying because I was like all set up to have this terrifying fucking experience watching this movie. Um, And I feel like this is another one of those where people say, ah, it's a classic and you watch it and you're like, fuck you. Stop saying that it, Stop saying that shit is a classic and then it turns out to have not aged well, you know? Right. Like I looked up this big list of like classic horror movies and it was like the original 1930s Dracula and it's like <laughs> shut up. I've seen that. It's, not, it's scary. not scary at all. Yeah. It's not a classic. It's Don't say it's a classic but horror it's not movie. Scary. Because yeah. classic to me says like it's timeless. It's right. it's a fucking classic. You'll watch it. You got to watch it. You you'll love it. And I I just thought like to me, horror movie means scary. Maybe horror movie means there's lots of blood and it's got monsters in. But yeah, I don't think
0: so. I don't know. I mean one of the one of the best examples, of one of my favorite like horror movies, and I'll call it this, <laughs> it is uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, now that's. If you know, I won't spoil it, but if you know anything about Cabin in the Woods, that sort of is a horror movie, but it's also sort of really not and a it's horror like, it's movie. Not, it's
1: not straightforward in the same way as no. like Scream's not a straightforward horror movie. Either. Totally. Yeah. But
0: it is, at points, very tense and very scary. And yeah. so I really... It's also, at points, very funny. So, <laughs> like... Such a serious. It's also
1: very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very funny. So, um, at,
0: at, at, I think, I don't know, it doesn't have to be a horror movie for it to be yeah. the type of like experience of that that I really enjoy. Because I, uh, for me, I always want to say, so Hereditary f- is really linked to Gone Girl. we have got to watch the more scary movies. But, <laughs> so, what I'm saying is, Gone Girl is a movie that I always want to say. That also say is quite scary. Yeah But it's it's just extremely tense And terrifying at points But what's really terrifying Is it It's not Rose Byrne Is it Who's Sorry Rosamund Pike (laughs) That's what I was thinking of Rose Rosamund Pike's character Is the thing that's scary About that fucking movie Right Because she's such A scheming psycho That you're never really sure What's going to happen (laughs) To Ben And her acting is brilliant Fucking incredible right Yeah. Yeah Um and so I always want to say that that's a horror movie because for me it was really
1: because well, there's a lot of moments. So there's a lot of reveals in it where you're like, oh fuck, yeah, and imagine a lot of doing like that to another person. Yeah, or something. Um, there's a, oh god, there's a there's a there's a movie. It's not a simple favor. It's called there's a there's a movie where a dude keeps bringing gifts over. They're like a new right. neighbor and keeps bringing, home, housewarming presents to this couple that moves in. And the cable guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really fucking unsettling. Right. And that that's that's another movie that was a very scary movie that I now I'm irritated that I can't find. Sure. And I feel like, you
0: know, you start to I've always said like one of the distinctions for me between um Horror and thriller is that I feel like horror needs to have supernatural elements, and if it doesn't have any supernatural elements, it's a thriller. Arguably, that would make Halloween a thriller rather than a horror. No, I disagree with that definition. Sure, <laughs> fine, and it's not perfect,
1: but um, <laughs> the name of the movie is The Gift. Right? <laughs> Fuck you. Right? <laughs> Fuck me. Um, that's that's a good movie. The Gift. The Gift is. Right. Um, Written and directed by Joel Edgerton Jason oh, yeah, okay. Bateman and Rebecca Hall are in it And yeah, Joel Edgerton is this weird dude Who just keeps coming over mm. And keeps... Oh, it's creepy as fuck, it's great
0: Right, so I feel like there's... In terms of like, oh, what are the horror movies for me? It's like, well, they might not be horror movies You know, mm. uh, they might not be labelled as horror movies But... And there, there's, I'm sure there's some that will continue to be scary Especially some art, art house horror movies yeah. Some Korean horror movies are really good um, the yeah, you Wailing mentioned, yeah, you you really before. good one. I can't uh, find that fucking anywhere. Uh, yeah, it's really... Hard. It was on Netflix for, like, a week. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Mm. Um, but... Uh, and it, it was quite scary at points. Yeah, But right. the vast majority of films that have made me feel the way that I really enjoy when I watch those types of films is just films with a lot of tension. Just horrible tension. This
1: movie that I was just... The Gift? Yeah. Is, I think... A, one of the most tense, scary movies. Right, great. So it's great.
0: So I, I think that's what I enjoy, and I enjoy the really high quality, as you said earlier, like editing and sound design and whatever, um, much more than I enjoy like a film about a scary monster or whatever. Because I just, I just get bored a lot of the time. I
1: just don't find the one scary slasher man. I don't find those particularly scary. I no. feel like it's got a, it's got to have a lot of dressing around it to, um, to imp- to.
0: To make it compelling. And I need to know, I I can't know that the main character's going to make it out. Like, I need to feel threat, you know? Yeah. And for me, the the biggest downfall, I think, of Halloween, and the biggest reason why I didn't find it particularly scary was that I never for one second expected Jamie Lee Curtis's character to die. And so it was like, right, well, either she kills him or she doesn't manage to kill him and he escapes in their sequels.
1: I also don't feel like this... Who cares? I don't think the kills in the movie have much weight to them.
0: Like no, when he
1: they're strangles they're quite- the girl I suppose spoilers. Yeah. Whatever. This is enough of a beat. When he strangles the girl with the frizzy hair in the car, mm. that doesn't feel like there's much weight to it. Like you almost want like a big strings hit and you want it the the music to get louder. Yeah. But there's almost just in my head, I'm I'm remembering it as like a just like a slap of skin on skin, and then just you just see the pressure and then she just sort of slowly dies. Yeah, she kind of
0: like you know, there's gurgling and stuff, and it takes la- a while to die. Like but it's, then yeah, it's a bit lame. I also think I don't know, maybe this is probably an artifact of the 70s, but I'm not. I don't buy choking deaths now because it's like we can't kill someone that fast. You know, well I, did, I don't know that you can get them like, to pass out, but you can't yeah. kill them that fast. You have to you have to deprive them of oxygen for like minutes at a time, and so for me yeah. it's like well they're not. My brain just goes, they're not dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's sort of like I need to if you want me to think someone's died, you need to really kill them.
1: I suppose the choking is a very intimate, hands on totally. way of yeah. killing someone. And that's and it's interesting. Very face to very face to face in a way where
0: um, Like fucking uh, Inglorious Bastards. There's a choking scene. It goes that's on a great for choking scene. fucking forever, you can see her. Eyes popping out of her head. It was arguably very not cool. (laughs) I was there's a Quentin Quentin Tarantino's actual hands and he actually choked her. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy man.
1: Uh, No, but maybe the the choking thing is because it's a very intimate, very close, very hands-on. It's him touching this woman in a way where he can't and so that's another expression of that sexual frustration Mm. they're getting at. Mm. But I just don't think it means that I dread it very much. No, And I think he gets his hands around Jamie Lee Curtis's Neck a couple times, right? And she sort of wriggles. doesn't, someone wriggles frame, and I just don't find I dread it that much. And even the bit where he pushes the knife into the guy with the glasses, that doesn't feel like it has much weight to it. Yeah, and then they've got this funny side on on the (laughs) door. He's like pinned him to the
0: wall, and I think it's very clearly like in the wall behind him. It's cool. They did a cool thing with the lighting though, where it's glinting off the blade. I thought that was neat. I didn't notice that cartoony.
1: Is that all we got for Halloween? I think so. A bit of a short one this week. Yeah, uh, uh, not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> not that bad. I think this is fun. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a particular. It was a good movie. I don't think it was a particularly scary movie. Not at all. So I think that if you want to watch old classic seventies, eighties slasher films, this is a good one to go in on because I think it's a good, it's a good, well-made, entertaining movie. I think
0: yeah, watch it with friends on the piss. Or yeah. not on the piss, don't yeah.
1: don't be forced to watch it by me at ten a.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's
0: not the ideal viewing yeah, environment. I, but.
1: I think if you're into it, then it's... Like, if you went through that fucking list on Letterboxd or IMDb of like, classic horror movies and you started with the original Frankenstein, the original Dracula, oh, you would be like, fuck this dumb any, list. Any
0: list that says Nosferatu, get the
1: right, fuck out. Right, exactly. It's shit like that where it yeah. says Nosferatu. It's like, no, you don't honestly want people to watch Nosferatu, do yeah. you? Why well, had what to have study you study got- it? And it's like, yeah, it was made in the fucking 30s. Of course yeah. it's
0: not scary. What if you, you got the, the
1: 1930s Dracula and yeah. Nosferatu on the same list as The Conjuring and think that the yeah. people watching those movies are going in wanting the same things? Right, exactly. Like, shut up. You're an idiot for making that list Yeah
0: What you want is like a That person wants to make A history of horror movies list
1: Right I think this is a movie That is a fun watch Yeah Totally Regardless of Whether or not The other movies On this classic smooth Are good on it. I think it's a good one mm. uh, I don't have a better than Or worse than We've sort of dropped that segment, oh, I I done. We've,
0: we've We've talked heaps about Films that we yeah. enjoyed better My better you than is idea. Cabin in the Woods Or you know It's worse than Cabin in the Woods It's better than um, Fucking Uh Oh, is this better than Scream? You, I liked it better than, better, better than Scream. Yeah, but also
1: Done. mostly because I went into both of them wanting a horror movie, and this was a, this is more what I was expecting. So right. I, I like this better than Scream. Uh, I didn't like it as much as yeah, fucking hereditary. Sure, all, the, our, uh, the all, the our, thing, all our all movie our dumb all our all our dumb picks that. People who actually watch horror movies will hate us If you us actually one. care about horror movies, I liked this less than I liked The Wailing. Okay. <laughs> Great. Cool. That's our episode for the week. Uh, stick with us next week. I think we're probably going to do Borat or something dumb, right? <laughs> it might be Borat 2. It might, be. <laughs> All right, so stick it with might be. Fuck it. We'll do a Borat 2 next week. God. Watch Borat. Watch Borat 2. I'm going to go and be i uh, f-
0: I've got to watch Borat. I've never yeah,
1: seen it. I'll have to look up whether you can understand Borat 2 if you haven't seen Borat 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, stick with us. Hope you enjoyed this. Uh, we'll talk to you later. You can follow us on Facebook. You can email us. You can message us if there's anything you want us to watch mm. uh, for you or with you mm. thanks for thanks for listening this week I'm Oscar I'm Andrew see you later